0: We'll be right
1: Welcome to the Dirty Slides podcast. That sound you hear in the background is my co-host, Andy Laz, Lazarus, putting away his can of dip. You know it, Joe. You just just stuffed one for the episode. Uh, Absolutely. We are here at the Laz Lair in Venice Beach, California. Laz Lair is looking looking good, man. I mean, besides the bathroom full of clothes that you have after a bed bugs infestation. Yeah, just, um, I don't even like unloading the dishwasher,
2: so unpacking, I hate, and I still have to wash those clothes. (laughs) I have a bare minimum amount of clothes that are eligible to be be worn right now.
1: So I'll get to it. It's funny because you have, I mean, I'm not joking, you probably have 10 to 12 hefty bags full of clothes in your bathroom. Right. And I've only seen you wear like seven shirts.
2: Oh, no question. Like you wear a gay shirt. Gay shirt, wear the a run DMC shirt. shirt, Warrior
1: shirt. That's it. I think you, the dude shirts like yeah. finally made it into the rotation. Oh, absolutely. But I'm the same way. It's like yeah. I, I have I have like my I have so many closets and drawers, especially in a two hundred and seventy five square foot apartment. You'd right. be amazed how much storage I have. But I really only take the top three things off of every pile. Yeah.
2: And plus, you know, Dirty Slides is not sponsored by Flag and Anthem yet. No, so I'm looking forward to that L- one so day. I could, yeah, one day.
1: But uh, Flag and Anthem, if you want to get in on this slides action, just let us know. But for now, if you if you do enjoy the Flag and Anthem gear, you can go to flagandanthem.com. <laughs> <laughs> use promo code Dirty. So, uh, Laz, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, man, this is a uh, it's an exciting time in baseball. Trade season is upon us. Uh, we talked about it last episode, and we'll start where we sort of left off. But Manny Machado, the, the trade is official. I know you like it because I know you like when teams just stockpile like, I mean, the best players just in the like, sport. Why even play, bro? <laughs> why even play? <laughs> um, the So it's official. He's yeah. there. Sounds like it has been um i was curious for a while curious why he changed his number why 13 to 8 he was okay it was 13 did they have is 13 retired i don't know i i
2: think or, or maybe max muncie is wearing 13 but cool move of him not to like be like bro coming in i'm manny machado it. yeah give me 13 well also i'll give you a 25 I, I don't know if he's chain. talked about
1: it but eight is ripken Eight is Ripken, so that's a sweet,
2: sweet little nod. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Maybe Um, did that for Baltimore fans.
1: Hold on, just be like, "Hey,
2: I know it hurts, but I'm wearing your boy's
1: number." Yeah, you know, and I mean, I don't know if it's a nod to Baltimore or maybe he always wanted to wear eight and couldn't wear eight because of Ripken in in Baltimore. Yeah, Um, so because as far as I know, he's not Venezuelan.
2: Venezuelan that's number 13 for shortstops. Is that is that yeah. the deal? Yeah. Yeah. Because Omar, of Omar Viscal, David Concepción, fucking Ozzy
1: again, you know, right. they all wore 13. Interesting. Yeah. Um so the that's official, but my question uh, that I wanted to ask you is uh why is it so unfair? About the Machado trade yeah. is it's well it's sort of unfair and I think the Dodgers are becoming I think the Dodgers are becoming that with the new ownership in in LA the mm-hmm. last few years. Like obviously they're willing to spend. They got rid of McCourt and you know the Magic Johnson ownership group. This these guys are clearly not afraid to spend. They're a big market team. Um, it's LA. Uh they've gotta win. They've got you know, they've got an old stadium, old ish stadium, but it's big. It still works though. It works. I love Dodger Stadium. I, I not I was thinking about it the other day as far as my list goes. Like it's pretty high up there. Yeah. I like Dodger Stadium a lot. Yeah. Um they've got to fill it. They've got a big stadium, so they make money when they fill it. Part it's a driving town, so I don't think the McCourt's own the parking lot anymore. Yes, they do. They do? Do yeah, they still own it yeah, fully?
2: Yeah. yeah, he owns it fully. So
1: good for so him. He's one of the greatest swindles yeah, of all time. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking scam. Yeah. Um, Pretty but, dude move by McCourt. But what I wanted to ask you is, in with, with big market teams being the topic, Baltimore Orioles are just a couple years removed from making the playoffs yeah. out of the AL East. Right now, it's obviously Yankees-Red Sox. Uh, when both of those teams are spending clicking. money, clicking, uh, well managed, you know, yeah. th- their, their ownership groups obviously aren't going anywhere for a while. Right. Um, obviously, the ownership, the the new newish ownership in Boston, which is you know fifteen twenty years old or whatever it is yeah. now, it completely changed the course of that franchise. Completely. They went from yeah. hun- you know hundred year drought to. How many do they have I, in the I last? Had like three and seven yeah. years or something. So my question is, if you're Baltimore, and then, honestly, if you're Baltimore, Toronto, and then Tampa Bay, what the fuck do you do? Like, what is your approach in the AL East? Because I almost think, like, you have to get creative and think outside the box of, well, we have to make money. But we have to find a way to make money without winning because winning's not really, like, it's almost not an option.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think when Baltimore was good just a few years ago, it was kind of, you know, when the Yankees kind of dropped off. They were still paying a bunch of older guys, and so they just kind of uh, filled that void. Same with Tampa Bay and Toronto, um, you know, when they had their little runs. Um but yeah, like you're saying, when the Yankees and Red Sox are both clicking, they can just outspend those those. People. And like
1: even if you're a Baltimore and you're like I mean, obviously Baltimore's not a big market. <laughs> but like market let's but- give
2: Yankees and Red Sox credit too. They they've drafted really, really well. Right. I mean Bogarts, Beniti, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., all these, you know, they signed they signed Chris Sale and David Price, but like right.
1: they've drafted really well. Uh, but also, like you know, like I've always said about you know dick riding Yankees fans who are like, it was the core four. It's like yeah. it's easy to keep your core four when you you know give them two hundred percent their market value because <laughs> money means nothing to you. Yeah, you're like, but that eventually that fucked them, right? Overpaying for a minute, right? Because of the Yankees. I mean, say
2: 2010 till last year. So I mean, that's seven years of semi-shittiness like their last world i mean Series- they were in the
1: playoffs you know they were a playoff team a couple of those years yeah. but i
2: think they were gone from the playoffs for a few years that's when you know toronto and tampa bay and baltimore for a minute climbed in there
1: but what do they do is the question what like i i might it's a serious question is it like are you just taking turns are you just picking a spot are you just trying to are you watching what the yankees and the Red Sox are doing and you're trying to play the market or is it like a uh is it you know McDonald's. The, the, what they do with the McRib is like every time pork prices drop, they bring back the McRib. They buy a ton <laughs> of pork, and they bring back the McRib. they did that. But yeah, that makes it, sense. Yeah, and it's like yeah. that's why the McRibs on like a random like the McRib is back. Yeah, it's like yeah. pork prices drop, so we bought a bunch of pork. Do you just wait? Do you just try to like lay in the in the you know in the weeds and say okay? You know, maybe the Boston set themselves up Or maybe not next year, but the year after might be tough for them. That's what we're shooting for. Because the idea of competing, like actually competing, like we're going to make a win, it just seems like a fool's errand. It seems like you're burning money. In Baltimore's situation where they are now, they're going to
2: get the number one pick in the draft, which also means you get the number one pick in the second round and the third right. round. And you can really reload. So they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to get a bunch of cheap labor, you know. And they're going to suffer for a year or two. But if they draft well, then you got a bunch of cheap labor, which, you know, who who are competing. And
1: then you go make a move for a stud, you know, midseason. So I guess your answer is, and it's the best answer that I, I, you know, that I I can come up with as well, which is you're trying, you're essentially trying to get a World Series somewhere in there. Like, sure. A like, yeah. because the idea of playing the, the Yankees and the Red Sox right now, they're going like, oh, we're going to make the playoffs indefinitely. Like, ev- so? every strategy is let's how do we win? But how do we win? We, how do forever? we win as
2: long as we can? While yeah. We have this we'll have this core, you know, and, you know, uh, like if you've seen with the Giants, that core gets old. Right. You know, and you've spent a lot of money bringing guys in every single year. And your uh, farm system gets depleted and then you're kind of stuck with an old team. Um, so that may not happen for the Yankees and the Red Sox for five more years. So you better stock up on some.
1: But I, I almost feel, and again, I think it's a big problem with baseball in terms of salary cap is you, if you're the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers, your down years, you can just go, Hey, let's overpay Todd Frazier to come be our third baseman while we figure out who's our third baseman. Like it's it's kind of a shitty, um, part of the baseball reality, which is you don't really like the idea, like the Spurs where, Oh, Duncan and Parker and Ginobili get old. And now we've got to figure out how to draft and build around Kawhi, you know, which obviously hasn't happened, but, um, that like that, that's almost a completely different thing than hey why well, don't we just get a bunch of really expensive guys to hold down the fort while you know we figure out what's going on in our farm system well, and yeah, then if I some mean, of those guys can come up and fill in great like if if Didi Gregorius turns out to be a fantastic shortstop and can come in and play the second Derek Jeter retires great it's like it's it took it took him a minute but he's become I mean
2: I would argue that right now Didi's better than you know, Jeter ever was as far as just like pure talent, Uh, as far as
1: pure talent, as far as, you know, hitting bombs,
2: a big, big arm, like a better defender, the
1: the actual statistics, not, not, you know, grit and Mm -hmm. clutchness and toughness and all this. And, you know, but as a coxman, he's way behind. Yeah, Yeah. He's way behind. So, I mean, I think that's, I don't know how you, I don't, I don't know how you
2: fix this system because like the system is set up for everybody with revenue sharing, you know, it still comes back to your ownership group, like how committed you are to putting a great team out there. And a lot of these owners, you know, uh, aren't They just keep that revenue sharing money and put in their pocket, you know, like, I mean, you look at the Orioles for a long time there when they had Angelos, like in the mid nineties, they bought everybody. That was a free agent destination, and all of a sudden, they're not anymore. Is Angelo still owning the team? I don't think so. I think he's dead. Yeah. You know, he was an old man at the time.
1: But, uh, you know, and I think that it's crazy, and I hate going back to it, but it's like for the – I feel like the AL East is a very particular situation where you basically have two – Yankees, you know what I mean. Like yeah. the 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 new Red Sox, the Red Sox of the last fifteen twenty years are essentially what the Yankees have always been, which is like this is an arms race, and we're buying. Like and we are they buying also arms. Also have a, a much bigger fan base than yeah. those other teams. Yeah, you know, big big markets, big fan base, national fan base, really. Right, you know, where the other teams have a regional fan base, and you know. and I just I don't know if it's a salary cap thing, but it's just. Like, if you're the Orioles, like you said in the ninth, and you're just going all in, you're a spend, 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 it's a dangerous game. You know, Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out for the Orioles or the Tampa Bay Rays or, you know, essentially anybody that's not the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Red Sox, or the Yankees. And maybe, I don't know, fucking the Texas Rangers or whatever, like, teams that have, yeah. like, random, you know, random crazy money. Yeah. Um, or if you're the Giants, you spend a lot of money. You just spend a lot of money on white guys. Right. You know, that's your problem.
2: That's your fault. You know? Yeah. So, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what to do. Um, I mean, is the the goal to make it just absolutely, you know, parody? And fair no, well, I, for everybody. I guess it's I guess let's just... let,
1: let's put that let's put that aside like you are the general manager. You're the owner mm-hmm. of the of the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Right now you're the owner of the Baltimore Orioles. You've just traded away your two biggest stars and You you bring everybody in. You bring in your scouts, your GM. You bring in your manager. Yeah. You bring in everybody that of importance in your organization besides your players. Yeah. This is our this is our this is our short and long term goal. Go. I would say short term goal is up the scouting budget.
2: Like try to get the best scouts from around the league because you're gonna have a you know first pick, second pick for these next next year at least, and maybe another year. So try to cherry-pick all the greatest scouts from all the great organizations and up that budget for this year. You're not going to be paying as much money in for your players and really go all-in on scouting and trying to get as many young studs as you can and rebuild that way. And if that means trading uh, Adam Jones, uh, whoever you got left, Crush Davis, I don't know, Jonathan Shoup or whatever, Fine. Because yeah, I mean it's like you're not gonna win. You're not. It doesn't make sense to go from the bottom to try to just you know reach
1: for a wild card spot. So I'm I'm sitting in the boardroom. Hi, uh, Mr. Lazarus. Yes, uh, Mr. Prano. Joe Prano, uh, head of ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, no one watches that team. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a lump for a year or so, but we still
2: have a great stadium. We still have a great fan base. You know and. You know we can sell them on like check out these kids like you thought Machado was sweet, we're gonna get the next Machado, the next Adam Jones, like you know I, I think you're if you're honest with your fan base and not try to sell them a bill of goods like this is the year, you know, I think you know we've got enough of uh so would you a say fan this, base to take if, that. if
1: if I'm in running the Orioles would you would you agree that it's like hey between 2021 and 2025 i want to steal one ring from those cock sucking motherfuckers yeah. boston and new yeah. york and that's the goal yeah. so the goal is we have we have 7 years to figure out how to f- steal a championship from the two death stars right
2: yeah and like all your old scouts who haven't signed a player and it, it it's essentially like boom, a, a
1: florida marlins situation go yeah. young go young, then go big then get one then disband and then right. fucking
2: i would try not to disband i would try not to do that because i think it is heartless and cruel and terrible right. and that's the reason there's not as many Mar- marlins fans as there are oriole fans because of that jeffrey laurie thing. yeah you know i would try not to do that but uh you know i mean uh, why why stop at one if you get the best if you draft the best you could end up being like the Red Sox. I mean, Red Sox draft incredibly well. Right. You know? I would focus all our energy on drafting.
1: So let's go with some of the other trades. Uh, your, You have so many your teams now at this point. but what, your, Giants and the A's? Your Oakland A's yeah. uh, got my boy, Jarius Familia. Did you get a jersey yet? I'm, I really want a yellow, no button, you know, the yellow yeah. pullover. Yeah. Familia jersey. Just yeah. throw my support behind Oakland. I was like cuz you may still get to Grom, Right. Are you not buying
2: it yet just in case you get to Grom, Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but uh I mean I've said it before, I'll say it again. Like the AOS, to me so sexy. Like yeah. I love watching the Astros. I love the way the Astros have built their team. I yeah. love all the moves that they've made they, that they've made. I love uh Seattle. Seattle's got like Going up there, I love the ballpark. I love their history. I love the city of Seattle. I like the Mariners. It's fun. Uh, but then Oakland. Like, the Oakland A's are Oakland. Yes. They're like, yes. It's, it's shitty out here. Yeah. But it's super fun. Shitty out here. Don't care. But, like, the cool kids are actually here. Yeah. I know that everybody. Lo- I know everybody in the Bay is walking around in San Francisco, Giants hats, but... It's like Brooklyn. It's like yeah, yeah. Manhattan's the best, but guess what? Brooklyn's actually better. So, yeah, and
2: they have better uniforms. than yeah, the Yeah,
1: better uniforms. Yeah. Shitty stadium. We gotta fucking do something about the stadium. You know what? I mean, I, I, at this point
2: with that ownership group, I I have no. Uh, well, th- I, mean, I, 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 I guess do it, not. Feel sorry for them. They I can, guess can go it build the, a stadium if they want to.
1: I guess it begs the, the question: the gap. We just joked about you owning the Orioles, but like, why don't you own the A's? Because <laughs> I don't,
2: I don't have that kind of money, bro. <laughs> the Yahoo stocks? It, no, no, that's yeah, it's not true. The gays film? Yeah, stop this putting my yeah, money into the gays film. Start putting into the A's, a's, as film. As far as I can go, man. Fuck yeah. the gays. Yeah. Own the A's. I need an ownership group. I need the, uh, a bunch of people. With money. And then uh, I need a bunch of people with money and them them to say, Okay, Laz, you know the most about
1: baseball. You will be our guy, even though you don't know." Owen Owen. Obviously, 51%. the A's from a baseball standpoint have been pretty gosh darn well run in for in general, know, yeah. It, the whole Billy being the money ball thing. I mean, I think everybody's basically stolen that model, but and he's before that with Walter yeah, Haas and yeah. like they were a free agent destination for a while. You yeah. Know? Uh, But I feel like you remember the Indians had their like their moment was when they fucking got rid of Cleveland Memorial Stadium or whatever whatever the fuck it was called and moved into the Jake. And it was suddenly like we're a team. Yeah. Like I feel like Oakland's always, you know, for the most part kind of competitive or like they're always in the mix where they're like, hey, we might have some hidden gems if they work out. We're good if they don't. I really feel like that could be the difference for the franchise.
2: Certainly. But they keep asking the city of Oakland, which doesn't have any money and is basically a port town. Like, yeah. basically, for money so they can build a stadium so they can make money. You know what I mean? Like, that shit doesn't work anymore. There's not, you know, but same thing with the San Diego Chargers. Two, I've got
1: a two-pronged plan. Oh, I, actually, it's a two. There's... Two people that are going to uh, benefit from this plan. But here's my plan. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant gets involved in the A's so that, you know, almost like uh, LeBron James building schools for children in Akron. Save the A's. Take your fucking money, your Nike money, your big money. Get involved. You save your face. Save your. Basically have the Warriors buy the A's. Yeah. 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 Just Kevin Durant, though, like he can get a group of people together. Yeah, like, get staff. Get you know, right. like Andre Iguodala is
2: making all that money with tech. Yeah, you know, get that ownership together. Like, don't tell me Clay Thompson save with the A's, China money, save the
1: A's, and save your fucking rep for being a fucking snake, and <laughs> and save the A's. Ridiculous, right? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wins, right?
2: I mean, let's be honest. Kevin Durant did donate ten million dollars to Washington D.C. schools.
1: Fuck already. Washington D.C. You yeah. could have got You <laughs> could have gone to the fucking Wizards and played with Beal and Wall. You already. Who well, wants you, to play with right? J- but I'm fucking John Wheeler and Bradley Beal. You're pissed Beale. in the mouths of Washington D.C. Just stop. Stop even. Just stop. That's a lost cause. They're never. You could. You could fucking. You know. Change Washington Monument into your dick. They're not going to like you in Washington, D.C. <laughs> fucking focus on Oakland, bro. It's your only chance. Yeah, F- no. It's like, a small subsection of people that actually like you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fix their city. We love you, KD. Yeah.
2: We love you. Fix Oakland. Um, no, yeah. The, whoever owns the A's has just got to build their own stadium and quit fucking bitching about it, you know, and quit being chintzy fucks because that's what they are. They're chintzy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> So uh I can't remember the name of the, the guy John Fisher, whoever the gap fuck is. Right. Like either build a new stadium or sell it to somebody who build will build
1: the same or GTFO.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh you like the Familiar move? Sure. It was sure a, it why was not? A goddamn swindling. Yeah. The Mets the Mets who, who gave did away the A's send you. The, absolutely nobody. The seventeenth ranked prospect who's a twenty-four-year-old single A third baseman. Okay. and coffee or something like that and then uh glenn coffee who fucking knows uh <laughs> i wish it was fucking holly days coffee for a, <laughs> the instagram model uh and then some reliever who's like uh, apparently throws pretty hard and could essentially maybe one day be a familiar type guy for them but it's like that's you not know, what you But get. here's
2: the thing you never know with these oakland prospects They right. really do draft well and like you know, you, you could end up with an Andre Ethier, who's a very solid, you know, really to good player, yeah. for like ten years from the, Oakland.
1: I guess the the problem is, and and what Mets fans are pissed off about is they pulled the they they pulled the trigger on this deal so early, they got you know what are generally believed to be meh to gr- good prospects, and then you know, well, you got
2: to remember, Jeurys Familia. Uh, got busted for roids. I mean, there are some red flags on Familia,
1: sure. to be fair. But a week later, Zach Britton goes, and they fucking take, you know, they Everything. take the Yankees' sixth prospect or seventh prospect or yeah. whatever. And, I mean, it, Familia and Britton, like, pretty close Maybe New York is just kind of familiar
2: with Familia. Yeah. And, you know, familiarity... Breeds a little contempt, and
1: I'm sure there's some shitty thing about not giving the Yankees the our closer when it's like, it could be. Oh, okay. Let them get just as good a closer, but we don't fucking benefit from it. (laughs) Yeah, like one. So now we're. You guys really need a new ownership group. Let's be honest. Uh, It's the worst. I mean, I want to get into that in a minute. Yeah, Um, your
2: only team with solid owners is the New York Giants.
1: Yeah, and that's even suspect at this point. It's a little suspect. A little bit. Like, yeah. I never thought I'd say ever that uh, I'm liking Steve Tisch, who's the minority owner of the Giants more and more every day. It used to be like, hey, man, stay out of the football, okay? Right. Go fucking produce Forrest Gump, you know? <laughs> stay the fuck out of the football business. And he sort of does, but he was the one who came out and said, we're not punishing anybody for standing for the anthem. and You know, a couple, you know, Eighteen months removed from John Mara saying like I've never gotten more letters than I've gotten about Colin Kaepernick and we'll never sign a guy like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, not to trash. It's my, pretty hard to not stand- to trash my friends' family on. Yeah, right. <laughs> on my podcast, yeah. but uh, it's pretty hard to stand for the anthem
2: now. You know, after the whole Putin thing, right? You know. As as soon as that happened, they were like, okay, we're not going to punish you for not sending uh, for the anthem. I'm
1: one of those guys. Because
2: our president is an agent for Russia. Yeah.
1: I'm also one of those guys who's like, look, I mean, how far back do you want me to go on, like— the criminally disgusting shit that our country's up to. And, like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. People, people get all upset. I'm like, oh, was this bad? <laughs> what about the time where uh, Reagan started a war on drugs while simultaneously having the CIA import drugs into the United States? Like, yeah. we're bringing in the How drugs. How about when we blew up Grenada for yeah. no good reason? Yeah. It's, like, it's fucking ridiculous. But, um, yeah, like, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, as far as ownership in New York goes, I mean— the Mets and the Knicks, it's like two teams in the same city with the same colors that I'm both a fan of are doing battle for worst ownership <laughs> <Yes>. in global <laughs> sports. <laughs> in all of the world, arguably uh, the two worst sports owners are within seven miles of each other. I'm only laughing because I've been
2: there with the Chris Cohan Warriors, brother. Like, I've been there, it sucks. How
1: much do you think Britain helps the Yankees? Uh, a lot. I mean, I think they're going to use him in the ninth inning. With
2: well, the they'll game probably on the use line. Chapman
1: in the ninth inning, right? Oh, yeah. They got Chapman. I forgot Chapman, about that. Chapman, Patances. They got – I mean, they have they, – their bullpen is loaded. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great move for them. If you had to pick – I would have
2: liked them to get one more starting pitcher, but –
1: it doesn't seem like the market's really there yeah. for starters. No, and, no one's, and, and the Giants said they're not going to trade Baumgartner to them. Right. And no one's making, you know, oh God. I, I mean, at this point, I don't want the Mets to trade DeGrom because I think when, you, when we look at what, what we're getting for our players, like, yeah. I don't. Uh, the, the last thing, as much as I do want Jacob DeGrom freed, I don't want him freed for nothing. For nothing. And, and you think and, the rest of the league are like the Mets
2: are idiots. We can and offer let's them just like why, why, like our
1: clubhouse guy for yeah, Jacob DeGrom. It's a game of chicken. Don't they, the Mets will drive their car off a cliff, <laughs> just let them do it. So do not give, <laughs> give, do not budge. Yeah. Um, do you see, if you had to pick, just gun to your head right now, mm. who makes it further the Red Sox or the Yankees?
2: I think I've been saying Red Sox all year, so I'll stick with it. But that Yankee bullpen looks pretty awesome right now, so I'll just say Red Sox. I'm going to um, stick with the Red Sox as well. Just I still yeah, don't, I just still like
1: Chris Sale at the top, I and mean, I still I don't love good. swing and miss, swing and miss middle of your lineup. Just come playoff time when I know not a lot of starting pitchers are moving around, and no one's really besides the Astros, no one really like yeah. locked in, but. I also and, I also think, betts
2: I don't think is swung and missed all year.
1: Right. <laughs> um okay, so now we're gonna talk a little bit about the Mets. And before you're in your car screaming at this, like, Joe, the Mets fucking suck. You're not allowed to talk about them. They couldn't be less under five hundred. It it is gonna lead into a an overall discussion that I think is gonna be a really fun illuminating, uh, interactive uh thing with our fans. I have I this is all coming to a big point, but I want to start with the Mets. We're gonna talk Mets and we're gonna talk nationals, uh, a couple of things that happen with those things, those teams, and then lead into a bigger point. So bear with me. Um Joanna Cespedes has announced that he is is having season season-ending heel surgery. That sucks. Um and the jokes are all the same because Tim Tebow just got hurt uh, and is out for the rest of the year. And people are like, oh, even Tim Tebow. Just the idea that you guys drafted Tim Tebow yeah. and trying that is just stupid. And then uh, Thor has hand and foot and mouth disease, which I didn't even think was still Isn't a thing. that something for horses or cows? Yeah. Hoof and mouth disease? Yeah. So, supposedly, he maybe contracted something like shaking kids' hands during All-Star fucking celebration. Is he a
2: trans-species
1: guy? <sighs> he's I, like, I need the strength of a horse. Yeah. So, he's like eating horse <laughs> manure or some shit like that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. He is from Texas. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, it's just like the Mets metzing they Is are, this the
2: biggest disaster season of
1: the, in the Mets history? Oh, not even close. Not no. even close? But you had a 90, lot of hope. 92, when we went all in, spent the most money in baseball, lost the most games, had Barry, Bobby Bonilla, Vince Coleman, uh, Brett Saberhagen. Juan Samuel. Like, yeah, Juan Samuel. Like, they were just like, we're going to get rid of all the guys you loved. From the eighties teams. We're gonna bring it, we're gonna trade them all for guys. Guys you hate. Or bring in or bring in all big names yeah. and just like fuck you. Yeah. It's like why why keep David Cohn when we can get Brett Sabregan? I don't know, cause Cohn's gonna be good for another fifteen years and Brett Sabrehagen's done. Yeah. Like what? oh we're gonna make a we're gonna get a we're gonna spend a ton of money. On uh, one of those Pittsburgh outfielders. Oh, the guy who just won three MVPs? Nah, no, we're the gonna other go guy. The other guy. The other guy. Fuck you. <laughs> we're going to trade Lenny Dykstra for Juan Samuel. Why? <laughs> kind of a sideways move. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got to be the biggest disaster. And then, but this is right up there. But this is, the thing is, this is just the Mets being the Mets. Like, everybody gets hurt. And it's like, the the ownership group is now th- they've set up a, a plan where they're actually going to get the money back for Cespedes. They're going to get the money back for David Wright because they have these crazy insurance plans that they set up where if guys get hurt, they retain the money. But then they've already said we're not going to spend the money like yeah. it's like we saved it. Right? We we spent it. We just happen to get it back through this insurance scam that we've been pulling this fucking Ponzi scheme. And now that's our wonder f- where they learned that Ponzi scheme from? Free money, yeah. free money for us, <laughs> guys. Reinvest in the team. No, and no. if we do, we're going to get somebody like Todd Frazier. So, <laughs> so honestly, let's probably just not spend the money. Yeah, you have a shitty ownership group. Let's be um, honest. So the the Mets sort of we'll will hold the ground for later. All right. Um, I think the Mets' mo as a team this is just like it's it's a two headed. Shitty ownership slash always fucking injured. Like it's almost like people get hurt on purpose when they're playing for the Mets. Yeah. It's almost like fuck you, like hoof and foot yeah. and mouth disease, you know, or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Now I I put that out there because I also want to talk about this thing that happened with Trey Turner in Washington. He bunted a ball, the ball came in on him. Uh, he bunted it, almost hit him, but he bunted it fair. And then he did not run. He Did he think it hit him first? No. He just gave up, started walking back to the third base. Did he bunt it right out of guy? He bunted it basically straight out in front of him. Yeah. Right and, to the pitcher. Yeah. But it was like it hit him and he turned away and yeah. it kind of went to the pitcher. It was like a soft bouncer back to the pitcher. He didn't run at all. He 100% gave up on the play. Yeah. And the reason I bring it up, you're like, what the fuck does this have to do with Thor having hoof and mouth disease? Mm. And the thing is, is I think this is now something that's sort of become the MO of the Nationals, which is guys don't give a fuck. Other guys are choking them in the dugout. And then we're choking every year. It kind of starts with your best
2: player. So Bryce Harper has... Been known to not run out ground balls. And I think we've talked about it where, like, look, it's 162 games. You know, Barry Bonds didn't run everything out. You know, I get it. But I think it's compounded by the fact that this team has continually choked in the playoffs. Yeah. And it might be the kind of thing where it just kind of creeps in your mind what the fuck does it matter anyway? Right. We're going to choke in the playoffs. So it's so the, kind of a trickle-down effect, I, I, think I think. the
1: M.O. for the Nationals is— Choke in the playoffs. Choke and, like, a lack of caring because we kind of know we're going to fucking choke anyway. Sure. The Mets are—this ownership group is a fucking debacle. I can't believe I'm still here. I can't believe they, got, think, they convinced me to be here, so fuck it all. I think My that, leg kind of hurts. I'm out.
2: I think the M.O. for the Mets is the inability to sustain success. If you look at them, they'll have these years— 69, 73, 86, 15, yeah. Where they're awesome. Yeah. And then it just falls apart. Like you've never had a, a real run
1: of where you even with your best team, the 86 Mets, you know, uh I we think always net, fuck it up. It's like yeah. it's always fucked up on the on the ownership level. It's like right. get rid of Kevin Mitchell. He's a bad seed. Yeah. You're like fucking, and it's always yeah, it, it's always this fuck up. And so now my question is, since we just did those two, those are two teams in the NL East. I want to throw it out there as a suggestion to our fans: um, whatever team you're a fan of, give what's us their mo. Get, what's your mo? Yeah. So you're a Giants fan. What's the Giants mo? Like it, this is. And again, this isn't. I want it on a grand level, not on like oh the last fucking seven years we've won a bunch of World Series, but like. Overall, what do the Giants stand for? What when you think Giants baseball? What do you think?
2: Well, it, twofold. I, I'll say over the, in the bochi era, I think their their mo has just been really scrappy and just gamers. Like they ball out, even though they're not the most talented team, but they they're just clutch and they got big nuts and they win a lot of three two games. You know, um, overall, I think the Giants mo has been this is a place where we have big time, big time hitters. We never really had the pitching until recently. So I guess overall it's like Hall of Fame hitters, you know, some great teams. Um they won a you know, a few World Series back in the the aughts or whatever. Right. But um like great hitters that never could really quite pull it together. We had a couple great pitchers in uh Marichal and Gaylord Perry, but besides
1: that you're talking like Rick Russell, Jason Schmidt, you know. So the, and the MO is sort of like, we're going to have a lineup. Yeah. If we have a fucking manager who knows what he's doing and we figure out pitching, we're, we're right. contenders. And,
2: but I think they've changed their MO since Bochy has been there where it's more pitching heavy, more scrappy dudes who are just going to pick up ground balls and, and make the plays you need to make to win. Just like a lot of winning plays. But before that, it was just hitters. We just had hitters, you know. Even with the Will Clark, Kevin Mitchell era – like they had Rick Rushel, and that was pretty, pretty much it. And then yeah. they had you know the Caveman Don Robinson. That yeah, was it. Did
1: Reggetti in there for a minute?
2: <laughs> uh, I think Reggetti was there a little bit later. But yeah, I mean their closer was Scott Gerelts. Yeah. Huh. I mean they got rolled by the A's, you know, in that
1: World Series because they had just more pitching. Right. You know. So um, let's do a couple of other teams. Let's pick some random, like the Yankees, for example. This is not like. Like we were saying about the Red Sox, this is not a new thing. The Yankees forever, pre Steinbrenner, post Steinbrenner. The Yankees are we're
2: all in, in New on York.
1: The, yeah, we have the most money. We have the most fans. We're gonna spend it all. We're it like twenty-seven championships. Uh, to me, the Yankees' I think their MO, mo
2: is we are the Yankees.
1: Yeah, their mo is we are the Yankees. Shave those sideburns, Mattingly. Douche. <laughs> Money-spending fucking – like, to me – Wouldn't you say, though, you hate Yankee fans more than you actually hate the Yankees? Oh, 100%. Yeah. But because – you know what I think it is? I think the Yankees fan is a pretty solid embodiment of the Yankees organization. Guy at the game in his dress clothes, took off his tie and his jacket, still wearing the shirt – Right. Yeah. You you had a you had a place to put your tie in your jacket. Right. Right. I, I assume you left it in the office or you left it in the car. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't have a fucking Yankee jacket there. Yeah. You couldn't have a fucking hoodie there. Yeah. you you, you put some sh- you put it somewhere. You you couldn't take the, a hoodie off the hanger and put your fucking sports coat on. You have to come in fucking polished shoes and suit pants it's a and very a blue button-down shirt and a fucking Yankee hat? Yeah. That's the way you're going to the fuck. oh but I'll throw on a fleece vest over it to just completely douche the shit out of this. <laughs> like, it's a very corporate team. It's a very corporate team, and they're, that fan embodies to me the Yankees. They're like, look, we kind of know baseball. We've yeah. got the hat on. We you know see? we're the best. But, but what's more important than baseball is it's a business. You spend money to make money. Yeah. Winning. When you win, you you make money. So we're just going to win. And it's like, it doesn't have the soul. Like, not not one single aspect of any Yankees championship had any soul in it whatsoever. You take any of your Giants championships in the recent. One of those championships has more soul than every championship the Yankees have ever won. Like, oh. We got Mantle and Maris and Barra and and Whitey Ford, and probably your best pitcher because who wants to play for the fucking Washington Nationals? Who wants to play for the fucking, you know, Boston Braves? We'll take them. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, like,
2: the Yankees were always supposed to win. But once you get in a, a place where you're supposed to win, you got to win. Yeah. You got to kind of do, because that becomes your brand, and you got to do everything you can to win and like if you're thinking Yankees you mo
1: corporate corporate douche, Yeah. but we're winners right? right. Like, yeah. are you a winner it's like they're Donald Trump they're like just you know getting handed a couple billion dollars and not going broke doesn't make you a winner <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if he actually did go broke you know he possibly born, did born in the dugout with a run on the board yeah. think he hit a home run <laughs>
2: yeah right <laughs> um yeah, I mean I think what makes the Yankees so kind of detestable is just the no beard rule. Just the it
1: just like I just hate that. I just hate And also just it just get, seems so corporate. And, and also just, just give it up entirely because it used to be no beard, no hair. No, like, now you got fucking. Araldus uh, Chapman has a neck tattoo. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. Then, you know, they didn't foresee the neck tattoo when they wrote If down your those rules. Girl, if your daughter shows up to your house for, you know, a Labor Day barbecue and she brings her boyfriend and her boyfriend has a beard in 2018, you don't even blink. No. If he has a neck tattoo, you're still like, yo. Yeah. You What's dudes, the deal? Your y- y- dude's got a neck tattoo. Yeah. I realize that it's 2018 and people are overdoing it, but he, it's on his neck. Yeah. <laughs> what does he do for a living that it's on his fucking neck? And she's gonna be like, yeah, well, he's a barista. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's a tattoo artist. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Get Damn out. It. Out. Um, let's do let's do two more and then we'll take we'll, you know, uh hit us with uh your MLB team MO. Okay. Um on Twitter, yeah. give us it. We will retweet it. Uh, we want to hear the best ones. Like yes. if I think you nailed it, I'll throw you a retweet. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so let's do. Uh, how about the? Uh, Here is a good one. The Cubs, because to me, the Cubs' mo forever lovable losers. Yeah, Let, let's play two. There is always next year. Yeah. No, I think
2: that's. I, I think that still holds, um, even though they've won. You know, I still think, like, most Cub fans show up for the party because every Cubs game is a huge party, especially in the summertime, in the day games. You
1: know, you've been there. It's I have not been there. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, I'm glad well, you brought this up, It's a fucking though. huge party. So I'm going yeah. in September. I'll be—thank you for uh, segueing into this yeah. plug— Dirty Sports Podcast, doing a live podcast at the Comedy Bar in Chicago, and then followed by a weekend of me headlining uh, the Comedy Bar in Chicago. So that is the first uh, week. It's it's week one of the NFL season. It's right around September 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. I'm going to go to a ball game in Wrigley. I'm going to go to whatever they call Comiskey these days. And uh, I'm going to do both of my Chicago teams in one trip. Come to the live podcast. It's the it's the Dirty Sports Midwest Meetup. Um, it's going to be a fucking epic weekend. Baseball, live podcast, stand-ups. Uh, tickets are on sale now at the Comedy Bar's website. Um, you'll just have to scroll through some pages to get to, the, to the, that the weekend. The Joe Prano page. Yeah. yeah. So get your tickets now. Plan it and be there. I have not been to Wrigley, but what I wanted to say is I'm interested to see if I go, if that's still the feeling.
2: I would be surprised if it wasn't. I I just think, you know, and I went to... The last time I was at Wrigley was, you know, the late 90s. and I think Scott Service was still the catcher. You know, like, they weren't good, but it is impossible not to like the experience i felt like i had i had not not like i hated the cubs or anything but i i was like meh cubs whatever but when you go there man it is so much fun there's so much energy like it's different from boston which had the same kind of kind of uh, wait till next year thing there is this kind of hand-wringing kind of vibe in boston where in <laughs> in Chicago, everybody's drunk. Every size. If you're well, not a fan, what I'm of worried about with Chicago, country, kind of not a fan of like baseball in life. If you don't enjoy it, yeah, I would be shocked if you didn't.
1: Well, what I'm worried about in Chicago and 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 Cubs fans, let us know if that if you guys still kind of think that's your mo or if the douche bros that I deal with on Twitter are are the face of your franchise and now you all think. But what I am worried about with Chicago is in the Red Sox history, they always thought like. This is our year. Yes. And then they would lose, and then they'd be like, okay, next year is definitely our year. It was like this ongoing, like, fuck, we're there, we're there, we're there, and they would just always fail. Whereas with the Cubs, I, I think they're always just I don't think they like, ever thought they were there every single year. You don't no. think so? Not every single year. I don't—I I think— Cubs fans or Red Sox fans? Cubs fans. Oh, no, no, That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I was going to say. Cubs fans, I think they were always just like— if it, hap- if it happens, Get great. Get your tits out. Let's go. If it doesn't happen, we've been coasted by a billy goat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But now I wonder with the win, and, and Red Sox fans have only gotten incredibly worse after some success. Like now they right. actually think yeah. baseball was invented in Boston and that they, they deserved to win and that why are we playing the games? We are the best. I worry that Chicago, with just one championship, has this like look we'll at us? Become Red attitude. Sox nation? Yeah, we are. We're the Midwest Red Sox.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, honestly, the only time I've ever been disappointed in the Cubs fans was after the Steve Bartman thing. I thought that was um, wholly irresponsibly evil what they did to that guy, and that's not only the Cubs fans. As the Chicago Tribune, which you know gave out his address so people right. could go fucking hassle the guy. Um, but besides that, um, I think you're right. I think the Cubs, Cubs fans are just a little more chill, a lot more chill than Red Sox fans, Red Sox fans, and maybe Red Sox fans have been, you know, almost there too many times. Whereas the Cubs, when the Cubs were almost there, they turned on one of their own. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think it'll get as obnoxious as, as Red Sox nation.
1: Let's wrap up. With this, let's let's wrap up MLB MOs. Um, let's just pick a random team. What is the? Let's go with, let's go with the this, the the AL Central because we don't get to talk about them yeah. much. What is, in your opinion, the Detroit Tigers mo? And Detroit Tigers, you you fans, let us know. But we'll just do one random. Where we'll take a shot at it, and then we'll let the rest of you guys fill in the blanks. I, to you, what is the Detroit Tigers' mo?
2: I think they're kind of like the shitty Yankees, I guess. You know, like the JV kind of Yankees, kind of. Um, I mean, like almost there, but never quite. Yeah. You know, they've been around for so long. Um, They have great history. They've got great players. Um, I don't know if it's the shitty Yankees. Maybe it's like the shitty Red Sox.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, to me, when I think of Detroit, I think of Detroit Tigers the same way I think of Detroit the city, the same way I think of Detroit, like the the automobile business. Yeah. I know, theoretically— that there was this time where Detroit was just flourishing. I just don't know when that was. Like I don't like. I feel like it was probably the same time that Cleveland was flourishing. Right. Like, but, like, like in I the fifties. Yeah. Like, and I know also like theoretically that's when it. You know. Oh, the cars and whatever. But right. I I always feel like as long as I've been a fan of sports and then and that makes you in touch with like cities yeah. and their personalities. It's always been like harkening back to the days of, and I'm like. I don't remember the fucking Tigers. like Right. I don't remember I, the I Tigers think winning. They
2: have one, they're kind of
1: like the Mets. They just have
2: like one good year and they're unable to sustain success. Maybe they're like the shitty Oakland A's.
1: World Championships, 35, 45, 68, 84. Yeah. It's pretty spaced out. 10 yeah. years between 35, 45, 23 years to 68, 18 years to 84. Yeah.
2: Maybe they're just shitty Oakland A's. Because <laughs> it's kind of a shit town. Great
1: unis, great unis. You know,
2: I would. You know what?
1: Great logo. I wouldn't say they're great unis. I'm f- i love their unis. White. Love their hat. White. With but the it's fu- still. It's still fucking navy and white. Sure, but th- but it's not the Padres. They were the fucking navy and white. Yeah, they're true. the guys. That's true. You they know, great great logo. Yeah, great logo. And also, if you were a team. When uh, people made jerseys and their options were red or navy, yeah. then you're allowed to just be navy and white. Right, it's true. If you're the Padres and you can make orange and brown jerseys with ease, yeah. then fucking be orange and brown. Yeah. What the
2: fuck are we talking about? Maybe the Tigers MO is just Magnum PI. And that that certainly helps. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, if, they, if not for Tom Selleck,
1: would we even know the Tigers? Early 80s. Selleck, eighty four championship Trammel Whitaker, Kirk Gibson, Gibson, Chet Lemon. That's that's peak. Yeah, that's that's peak peak Tigers, Tigers, right? Yeah, I mean that's it. Yeah, that's it. And honestly, Selleck's made a fucking career out of just being like, remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Now they're like Eminem. We're like, fuck you. (laughs) And the thing is, like, maybe the maybe the Tigers' mo is. There's really no, there's really no, no doing better than peak Magnum Pi. It really is early. Ages. Like, it's not gonna get better than that. No, um, Verlander was great. You guys made a World Series, but it's not getting better than, like, prime Selick. right? Pushing you guys is like, yeah. Dave Bergman was your first baseman. Like, like it's all kind of downhill from here. It kind of is. It kind of is. Good luck to you, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as a big as a big Celic fan, I mean, I own a Tigers hat yeah. solely for that reason. So hit us up with your MLB MOs. Uh, I'd love to hear from your fans. I'd love to hear from Tigers fans um, if we're right. I'd love to hear from – honestly, I don't want to hear from Yankees fans, so you guys can go fuck yourselves. But uh, I'd yeah, love Brewers to Yeah, Brewers
2: fans. Who are the Brewers? Yeah,
1: exactly. Who are the Brewers? So hit us with your – uh, your MLBMO. I, yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk Jacob DeGrom again, but I want to talk Jacob DeGrom solely to shout out at MLB Random Stats. <laughs> this is something that our boy Dylan Mata, uh, the author of the book of Deuteronomy, has, ta- has tagged us in a few times, but I now subscribe to it on Twitter, and it's a great fucking um, Twitter feed. It's literally Random Stats. Uh, Is this
2: the same people who let us know that Joey Votto has popped out seven times yes. in his career?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll like this one. That's incredible. Mookie Betts leads baseball with a six sixty-three slugging in 2018. In 162 games from April, April 12, 2001 to April 20, 2002, Barry Bonds had a six fifty six slugging. If you removed all of his singles, doubles, and triples. <laughs> That's why prime roided out bonds was the best. Yeah, so I knew you'd like that one, but I, I want to. Sh- I want everybody to follow it at MLB Random Stats. Give it a follow; it's fantastic. But I also got to talk about this lowest ERA for a pitcher without a winning record in the live ball era since two thousand since nineteen twenty. Jacob DeGrom one point seven one. Next best is Bob Veal two point zero five. Bob Vila, Bob Veal, Bob Veal, V E A L E. Dave Roberts, Mike Paul, Joe McGrean, Jim Nash, And Oral Hershiser had a had a two thirty one ERA, but he had a five hundred winning percentage. I mean, Jacob Degrom at five and five with a one point seven one ERA. Are you rooting for him to
2: have a losing record and set that all time record? I
1: want because if he
2: if he ends up seven and six or whatever and has that ERA,
1: he's not going to be on that list. I want. I don't care about that particular thing. Yeah. I want him to win the Cy Young. Yeah, with as few wins as possible. I hope he has five wins and still wins the Cy Young. Could happen if he has a one point fucking seven one ERA. What did uh What did uh King Felix have that year? I feel like he was like fourteen and twelve or something. Right, but what was his ERA? Do we know? Don't know. If it was in 1.7. Jacob Degrom has a 1.71 ERA and doesn't have a winning record. Eight other qualified starters have done that in a season. The names of their teams: the Philadelphia Whites, the Louisville Greys, the Indianapolis Blues, the Troy Trojans, the Louisville Eclipse, the Washington Senators twice, and the Chicago White Sox. Were those
2: five teams professional
1: the teams years, before 1900? Yeah, the years that feat. Has been accomplished 1875, 1876, 1878, 1880, 1882, 1908, 1908, 1910, and 2018. That's amazing
2: because I'm pretty sure those guys swinging those bats, they were either they're probably swinging tree trunks, you know, there was against, no against, against actual socks
1: filled with rocks, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was like, yeah, he's doing it against fucking Bryce Harper right? and fucking uh, like all these great,
2: great players. And with like the hitting advan- advancements and technology and being able to watch video and, and break down swings and like all the the, you know, the information that's available now versus you know, socks full of rocks in 1876. It is incredible. And he's the
1: best pitcher in baseball and it's not close. <laughs> and he's fuck. And this is the thing. If a douche in a fucking button down Brooks brothers shirt with cufflinks on wearing a fucking fleece vest with a Yankee hat is the embodiment of the Yankees. Jacob DeGrom, far and away best pitcher in baseball, 1.71 ERA at 5 and fucking 5 is the embodiment of the New York Mets. It's so fucking gross. Anyway, here's hoping you don't trade him to the Yankees. Here's hoping we just don't trade him because we're not going to get enough back, yeah. and I don't want I don't want to trade him. So I wanted to bring that up mostly to slurp Jacob DeGrom a little bit, <laughs> but also to say follow at MLB Random Stats. It's fantastic, and I threw you a bonds bone just so that you had— uh, you add that one in there too. Oh, thanks, buddy. um I actually have one more Bonds one for you. Yeah, um, this we were just tagged in. Bonds, Barry Bonds hit a major league record seven hundred sixty-two home runs. If all of his home runs were strikeouts, he would have still he would still have both a higher on base percentage and a lower strikeout percentage than Willie Stargell, Reggie Jackson, Mike Schmidt, Sammy Sosa, and A Rod. What? So if he hit. Had- he, Zero home runs for his career, and had a 762 and added 762 strikeouts. He would still have a higher on base percentage than all those guys, and he would have a lower strikeout percentage.
2: Barry Bonds pretty much ma- like whether you, Barry Bonds on steroids. Let me just say this: Barry Bonds on steroids mastered the offensive part of baseball. Yeah, he was an offensive master with Royds.
1: Yeah, that was a so big. So, fu- I mean, he's covered in armor like a yeah. fucking schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> he's Just fucking sitting over the plate. Yeah. He's like, I'm six foot five. He's, he's not. like, he's six two. Whatever maybe. he is, maybe. Yeah, he, yeah. Got, he got three
2: inches when his head grew. <laughs> um, his brain just grew with all that
1: hitting information he learned from steroids. Um, I want to go with a quick look around the league, even though we're we're already running out of time. So we're making it super fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead us through this. uh, Boston and New York, it's that's their A.L. East. Yankees are five back. We'll take a look at the wild card standings. The Yankees are five games up on Seattle, who are only a game and a half up on Oakland. So Oakland, let's go Oakland! Oakland making moves. I mean, I just wish that there was a way that Oakland and Seattle could both make it, and the Yankees could get the fuck out of my life. But that's probably Uh, not gonna happen. happen. Boston and Yankees owning the AL East, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and then, of course, Baltimore, who are 41 and a half games back. <laughs> I wonder how many times. Like, race for the number one pick. Yeah. I wonder how many times, like, I wonder what percentage of seasons has somebody that finishes that many games back ever. 50 games, like 50. They could possibly be 50 games back. I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, the AL Central. Cleveland Indians fifty four and forty six, they are seven and a half games up on Minnesota, twelve and a half in Detroit, eighteen on Chicago White Sox, and twenty three on Kansas City. Uh, they're making it out of the Central. Did we
2: mention Jose Ramirez as possible MVP last no, week?
1: No. Yeah, we, he should definitely be considered. On he's got like thirty jacks on a thirty six and sixty
2: four team. Oh, sorry, no, uh, Cleveland, 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 yeah, Cleveland, yeah.
1: Um, Cleveland. Does he have 30 bombs? He had 29 at the All-Star break. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Let's throw him in there. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts are still alive. But. Yeah. I, but, I, I but. like where, I like where your head's at. Yeah. The rest of the AL Central, it's getting late early. Uh, we haven't started talking about you. I'm not sure we're going to start talking about you. Houston is six games up in the AL West. Sexy, sexy, sexy AL West. Seattle, six games back. Oakland, seven and a half games back. I mean, those two teams are going to battle for a wild card, and they're both pretty fucking good. And meanwhile, Houston's just like, fuck you. We're Houston. The Houston Astros. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, talk about a blueprint. Like, that is the blueprint for a baseball organization. For, yeah. Like, Work.
2: Such a blueprint, the Cardinals tried to steal all their information. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah.
1: The Cardinals, like, we invented the Meyer League system, but we need to see what you're the doing. The Cardinals were inside, like, their offices with flashlights, <laughs> like it was fucking Watergate. He's like, yeah. I'm looking for the blueprints. They're like, dude, that's not how it works anymore. There's yeah. not actual blueprints. Yeah. Fuck, well. You may be good at uh, inventing the Meyer League system, you're shitty at espionage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the LA Angels, poor Mike Trout, 50 and 52 uh 16 and a half back and the Texas Rangers 24 and a half back. In the NL East, Philadelphia now is a one game lead over Atlanta. Washington 7 games back, 2 games under 500. The Mets and Miami battling for last place. Currently the Mets are a half game behind How far the is Atlanta back? Uh one game back. Yeah, let's go. Let's go Bravos. I think it's going to be the Phillies. It may be. I think it's going to be the Phillies and I think I think we're going to get everything that we hope for. I think the Phillies are going to win and they're going to lose because of Gabe Gabler. <laughs> Chicago. They were they were, it looked like they were fucking making a move to pull away, but your Milwaukee Brewers are now only a game and a half back of Chicago. Still
2: alive.
1: Still alive. Not any super big moves in in the central. Um they're just all going this We is- still got a few days. I feel like Milwaukee's going to make a move. And I hope they do. Yeah. Um, cause God, what, what how great would it be if they got to Grom? Because they get to Grom. Yeah. I, I just, might win that bet. I mean, they'll, the Mets will trade him for fucking Hater and then be like, we'll be like <laughs> what the fuck's happening? <laughs> they'll just go straight up for Hater. Yeah. yeah. We're in. We're in. <laughs> That's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. What could be wrong? <laughs> what could be wrong with this deal? They're like, what the fuck is happening? What an amazing name for a racist, too, Hater. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hey, Buckos! Have returned to conversation on the Dirty Slides podcast just within the week. And have they've returned won a-
2: 11 in a row. They're going for 12 in a yep. row tonight. Ever
1: have returned uh, to third place. They're six games back of the Chicago Cubs. Pittsburgh playing good baseball.
2: Hey, Pittsburgh getting a full season out of Gregory Polanco, which I thought was a key in our baseball preview. Th- that guy is an uber super talent if he's able to stay on the field you know uh i think he's got 18 jacks 57 rbis he's he he just needs to be out there every day and i mean i've always been impressed with sterling Marte. i think he's a super talent and one of the uh my favorite guys in in the big leagues has been josh harrison for last few years he just seems like that kind of guy who's like am i starting you know, am I on the bench? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what position I play. I just go out and I fucking rake and yeah. make plays, no matter where it is. What kind of reminds me of Kevin Mitchell, like a little kind of a JV, eighty six Kevin Mitchell.
1: I feel like when I look at the AL Central, or sorry, the NL Central, it's the opposite of when I look at the AL East, where where it's like fuck. I mean, even Cincinnati, they're fourteen and a half back, but they've been playing pretty good baseball, like semi recently, not. Not in the real recent, but they they were playing, like, 500 baseball for a while there. Matt
2: Harvey, not terrible.
1: Right. Right. Became terrible again recently, so fuck Matt Harvey. Um, (laughs) But the whole division, except for the Cincinnati Reds, is over 500. But, like, I look at the NL Central, I'm like, every year, no idea who's going to win the NL Central. Right. I mean, St. Louis is 51-50. and They're seven and a half back. I mean, right now, who wins the NL Central? the Milwaukee Brewers of course <laughs> <laughs> I I hope you're right <laughs> yeah honestly hey aguilar even vinga pick, vinga inga yeah even, even though I picked the the uh, Cardinals I still don't fucking want them to win <laughs> um so let's go brew crew uh the NL West's bunchy 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 hey the Los Angeles Dodgers Manny Machado's Los Angeles Dodgers are Doyers. a half game up on Arizona, we're hanging around, fucking Counting Crows style, <laughs> hanging around this town. Uh, Colorado, two and a half back now. And San Francisco, four and a half back. San Diego, bringing back the Browns so things are looking up. Yeah. Fifteen and a half back.
2: I hear San Diego's in talks with DeGrom. So you might – I mean, not DeGrom, four. But maybe not with the hoof and mouth disease. Yeah. Wouldn't it be – do you think San Diego would trade all of their old blue and white uniforms for Thor, and the Mets would accept that deal?
1: All of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably. <laughs> Pro- that, th- yeah, they probably would. They'd be like, "Hater and navy and white uniforms? Let's <laughs> do, do this. this. Turn it around." <laughs> um. So that's the that's the NL West. Are you are you? Do you have any hope whatsoever four and a half games back? Yes. I mean, like on paper, yes,
2: there should be hope. Um, but not really. I, I just think that team's old and um they've gotten a they've gotten a little bit more athletic with the emergence of uh Gorky Hernandez and Allen Hansen. Um but no. No, not with the Machado Dodgers. And Arizona is full of young guys
1: now. Are you, uh, with the Machado move, are you unfair picking the Dodgers to win the division? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's just unfair, though. <laughs> I'm even, just, I'm, I'm, I'm gu- just going to continue to disregard that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. I think we all know the difference between basketball and baseball. <laughs> I think everybody here is a smart person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never seen you so speechless. Uh I got to pull up this cuz like, we got to get a shout. Uh first of all, shout out to all of the Pittsburgh Pirates fans who uh did message us and say yeah. how excited they were that we were going to talk about you. Hey. Uh neither Laz and I are picking you guys to win the division, but congratulations yeah. that you're you're back. Certainly I'm rooting for the Pirates to fucking make it exciting. Win 25 in dude, a row. I, at the last time the
2: Pirates were in the
1: playoffs, I was totally pro-Pirates. Yeah. I was,
2: yeah, let's go.
1: Like, yeah, I want you guys to be a part love of Love the it. unis, love the new stadium. And in honor of you guys getting over 500, in honor of you making back the show, and in honor of you guys being turned for it, and in honor of us rooting for you guys to fuck up the NL Central, we're going to do an all-Pirates dude or not a dude. Yeah! But before that, we're going to slide into the DMs. Slide into them DMs, Joe. Dirty slide into the DMs. We'll do some of those, and then we'll finish off with an all-pirates edition of Dude or Not a Dude. Exciting. This one from Sam Bacon at BaconSam22. What's your favorite trade deadline deal? For me, as a Brewers fan, it was CC Sabathia in 2008 when he carried us to the playoffs for the first time since 82. Love the show, dudes. And again, fuck anything from Philly. um (laughs) yeah favorite deadline deal Uh,
2: my personal favorite um i don't think this was a deadline deal but when uh the a's traded greg catarray stan javier and eric plunk to the yankees for the return of ricky henderson was probably my favorite i don't think the giants have made a huge deadline deal that, you know, like netted him a a, a superstar. You know, maybe they, maybe they did for Ellis Burks one year, but but getting Ricky back in Oakland was just awesome,
1: especially with that squad. I really enjoyed uh, Randy Johnson going to Houston. Yeah. I thought that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, I That was the Astrodome Astros, wasn't it? That was. Or that was like Derek Bell and.
2: Was it? Those Were they dudes? still playing in the
1: Dome then? It was. What year was that? It was I like 98? Yeah. 98, so, 99,
2: somewhere in there. Um, I think Cam and Indy was still alive
1: playing third base for that squad. And then I really liked. Uh, Manny to the Dodgers? Oh, I hated that. You, oh, you I hated, hated it.
2: Because I was like, Oh, it's over now. Cause Manny was on fire like that whole second half. He, he like under consideration for the NL MVP just for
1: those for those three months. I mean, I've never seen a guy hotter than that. Yeah. Since Barry Bonds. Basically. And I I loved Beltran to the Astros. I mean, remember that? Oh fucking yeah, playoff no, he was run? huge in the playoffs that year. Huge, huge. That was, the, the, and then of course the Mets gave him all of the monies. Yes, um, and we and the Giants traded for him, and he sucked. Yeah, yeah, and gave and gave us Wheeler. Yeah, um, who kind of sucks. Well, he's 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 been great lately. Okay, good. So he's so Maybe around. you could trade him for a better. We're going to trade him in Milwaukee. <laughs> um, and then of course. A classic M- a Mets deal. I loved Cespedes in 2015. Yeah. Came, talk about a guy who was an MVP for like a month yeah. and a half. Like, there was talk, there was actual talk. Can a guy who's been in the National League from July on be, be the MVP? And it was fantastic. And we were the World Series, and it would have been great if he didn't kick a ball in the World Series. It's like such a Mets deal. Like, the guy that got you there. Also fucked you and now is, like, not playing because he hurt his heel riding a horse to a (laughs) golf course. Cubano. So that's my favorite. Those are my favorite deals. Viva Cuba! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's from Adam Lane. At Adam Lane 32. Hey, quick one for you. Favorite pregame game to play? Flips. Two ball, pepper, etc. Keep up the great work. Hashtag fuck Chase Utley. Hashtag fuck Chase Utley's grit. Hashtag fuck farewell tours for Cheddar Dicks. Hashtag <laughs> bring back the brown. That's awesome. Good job, Adam Lane. Uh, dude, I'm a pepper man. I love...
2: I, we combined pepper and
1: flip. Pepper, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which pepper, was great. Pepper with, with, with a little with a flip little, action. With a little flip. I always just say it's like advanced flip, yeah. you know? Yeah. And... uh so, yeah, just, f- I mean, Pepper, just what a great, I could play Pepper right now. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I feel like next year I'm going to have mandatory Pepper and Flip for the Gays. I think that's something we're missing. We, you know, we're kind of a show and go team. There's no, like, you know, I want to get a little Pepper going. When do the Gays play again?
1: October. By the way, you, I, follow, I, I was tweeting yeah. it out on the. Yeah, uh, I saw that. During slides, for that. I wanted everybody to watch the Instagram. Yeah. So, you're done till October? We're done till October. I have a proposition for you. Yeah. Between now and October, I want to start the WWF, the Westside Wiffleball Federation. I love it. Let's just get it. I mean it. Let's just we can go right over there. Now that you live in the neighborhood, we'll (laughs) just go right there. Yes. Hey guys, this one's from Connor Ross at Ross underscore Connor. Hey guys, and this is a uh, this is a recommendation. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get the whole thing because I couldn't take a screenshot of it. But I want I want to read this whole thing. Um, I loved this. Hold on. Got to get back to dirty slides, Twitter. Here we go. Usually, what I do is screenshot it so that I can read it all, um, but I now got to find it. Where's Connor Ross? Connor Ross. Here we go. God damn it. Okay. Hey, guys, recommendation for other listeners Smart Baseball by Keith Law. It is a uh, pretty comprehensive guide to advanced stats for the average fan, starting from square one all the way up to how war is calculated. But it also doesn't jerk off to numbers too hard and gives credit where it's due, e.g. batting average, OBP, ERA are useful. Have either of you read it, and what is your overall opinion of the sabermetric movement and Statcast? For me, it has been a way to increase my passion for someone who only played briefly as a kid, love the pod, fuck Chase Utley. Now, first of all, have you read it? No. I have not either, and no. I can't wait. It's, I'm very excited. So it's called Smart Baseball by Keith Law. If you guys want all Keith those people... Keith
2: Law, ESPN, columnist, Keith
1: so Law. So all you guys who, uh, you know, ask us about stats, seems like a good book. Um, what is your overall opinion of sabermetric movement and stat cast?
2: Um, I think it helps, surely. Um, I, I mean, does the sabermetric movement... Uh is that what brought us these infield shifts? Yeah, all that stuff. I fucking hate shifts. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it I think it makes the the watching of the game worse um because there's less spectacular plays I feel like with the shift. Um and there's less spectacular there's more strikeouts yep. with the whole launch angle movement. Um so yeah, I mean I it, it helps teams win. I don't think it makes the game more fun to
1: watch. Right. I think I think everything in moderation. Like yeah. it's very very useful, but yeah. only to a point like when you look about when you look obviously shifts, I think I think shifts high, you know, uh High risk, low reward, like, yeah. okay, how much are you really saving it? Maybe, but then, like, the, those situations where something goes wrong and no one's fucking covering a bag and yeah. no one has any idea how to run a relay when a guy hits a triple against a shift. Yeah. It's, um, like, I'm sure in the long run it helps, but, like, it also, that kind of thing, like, a guy grounding between first and second doesn't ruin you know the whole team fucking attitude. Whereas, like a guy hitting a triple because no one knows what fucking base to cover. Now everybody's looking at each other. Guys yeah. are pointing, at "What the fuck is happening?" I think you got to be careful with that. So I think everything in moderation, and also the this like the, the over managing because of these things. How many position players have pitched in the last two weeks? Uh, like a hundred. Like a hundred? Right. Right? Yeah. right like right. Anthony Rizzo's pitch, Kike Hernandez, like <laughs> yeah. everybody's pitched. Like Descalso, I think, pitched. Guys, if you're managing based on numbers alone, you're gonna run through your pitchers <laughs> before the end of a game. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you gotta have a little bit of eye test. I hate yeah. to fucking I hate to go full Utley, but like in terms of things like grit and whatever, like if a guy is like struggling, like you gotta look at him, you gotta say, hey, is this guy fucking gutty? Is he gonna get through this? Or do I have to now go to this guy and then I gotta go back to this righty? Right. And then I gotta go to this lefty. And next thing you know, it's the ninth inning and my first baseman's pitching.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. no, I, I wish there was a little more, you know, trusting the dude. Yeah. And less just looking on spreadsheets.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think do. I think it's a combination. I think if you the the teams that have the teams have the ability to yeah. take all of that into consideration and add it to their eye test. It really helps. Uh, P.S., he adds, they have chapters on how Derek Jeter is not clutch because clutch is not really a thing for batters, especially in the playoffs, and how bad he is defensively as well as Hall, snubs, and people who shouldn't be in who are. So check that book out, guys. Um now we're going to go fucking crazy because some some are coming in just uh, since we started doing the show. So we're oh, going great. blind here. Current and former players with best names and whether or not they are a dude. We'll save that one for another episode because that's that's a, d- a longer conversation. Yeah. We'll do an all-name team. Thank you, Matt Locken. Uh, with Zach Britton and Nathan Navaldi both staying in the ALA, how does the rest of the deadline market shape up? Do the Yankees and Dodgers try for starting pitching? Um, I think everybody's trying for starting pitching. Yeah. But and I think not the big
2: chip p- has been removed. Baumgartner being the big chip,
1: yeah. And you know the
2: other big chip is obviously Degrom. Um, who else is there? You know, I heard like Cole Hamels being bandied about. Is Cole Hamels not a dude? You know, right? Uh, I mean, 2008 he was a dude, but I don't really. Well, consider I'm him glad a guy that you
1: brought that up because yeah, sliding back into our DMs. Go, let me find it. This one from Steven Calandrino at Steven Scarface. <laughs> just just listen to the all-asshole team segment, and here's a guy who can fill out fucking motherfucker. Here's a guy who can fill out a spot. Cole Hamels. My dad was his real estate agent, and when he was buying a place in Philly, and he and his wife were the two least pleasant people he ever worked with, complete cheddar dick, and not. A dude. Agreed. Didn't ask if he was not a dude. Told us. Not a dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cole Hamels, not a dude. Not a dude. That was my feeling on Cole Hamels. More on the all-asshole team. This one from Christian Despau. At Christian, D-S-P-E-A. How about Ty Cobb in the outfield? I, yeah, I was just <laughs> saying
2: to Joe before the show, the dude
1: beat how the do f- we forget about Ty Cobb? Said the dude beat the fuck out of a handicapped fan. Yeah. Also, wasn't he a murderer? He definitely
2: shot a guy. And he does have murder in his family history. Yeah. I think his mother blasted his father with a shotgun. Something like that.
1: Or other way around. Great Cobb movie. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones is Cobb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check that out. Um, absolutely. He's in our outfield. I forget who he had in the uh, outfield. Yeah, we got re- Yeah, just take Von Hayes out of there. Yeah. Uh, Mata, if you can put. The, yeah. yeah. Take Von Hayes out, put Ty Cobb in right. Right. Um, this one's from Mick P at underscore Mick P two questions for the next Wednesday, dude or not a dude, Sid Finch and David Eckstein, Sid Finch, obviously uh, the fake Mets pitcher who right. threw 115 and was the inspiration for my one shoot, one booted first pitch. Yeah. Clear dude. Uh, David Eckstein. I mean, if you're, you're a five, six Jew
2: play shortstop in the big leagues for that long. Like, yeah
1: you're yeah. a dude you're a dude or a unicorn yeah i'm giving you a dude if you, this is a good one if you could play any position for any team besides your favorite team mets and giants who what would it be and why i already know my answer um so i'll let you do your thing
2: um who would it be and why um center fielder for the yankees would be dope I feel like the left fielder for the Red Sox would be pretty easy. Yeah. You know, and all you would have to focus on is just, you know, hitting that wall as a left-handed hitter. Um, And I think, you know, for me, being the first baseman for the Rockies or the Phillies or the Reds or the Yankees, any any place
1: with a little bandbox, yeah, I'd love it. I would like to be, I thought about it and I was like, I, to me, playing center field for a team, fuck, sounds fantastic. Being a closer for a team, just being like a, yeah. like being a closer for a team that's like, f- like the Red Sox or yeah. some some team where people really care and coming in, dope. But I thought about, it. I thought long and hard about it, and there's only one answer for me. Yeah. I want to be a starting pitcher for the San Diego Padres. I knew you were gonna say the Padres. I work one day a week. <laughs> one day a week. And the rest of the you time you golf and surf. I live in San Diego. Yeah. I golf and surf. Yeah. I eat fucking burritos. Mm-hmm. I go to fucking. And also, you're like, you can go out in San Diego as a pitcher for San Diego, and no one's really gonna hassle you. But like a couple people will hassle you. Yeah. You'll probably get laid, but you probably won't, probably won't be annoying. You don't have the fucking like whole like. Sports, uh, you know, paparazzi. Right. You're just like I'm a dude, yeah. and I play fucking baseball for you guys, and it's and, chill, and we suck. And what do you want from and, me? I'm doing the cares. best I can. Yeah, and I'm spraying and I'm the shit out of everything down down all yeah. over San Diego. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Live fucking on the beach. Yeah, too, I mean, you're a major league baseball player. Your life's not going to be bad. Yeah, basically, you just want to be Andy Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. <laughs> With a surfboard. Yeah, perfect. Uh, from at Bobby Magnus 3. hey guys, actually got a good story about a dirty slide, so I was playing a fall ball game on my 13th birthday and the game was in about the third inning. There was a grounder to short and runner going towards third for a force. I get the ball third and the dude slides right into my leg, shattering his tibia and letting out a scream. I walked away after the out was made, but the dude was screaming bloody murder. My dad is a doctor and I had to go look at the kid's leg and ambulance had to come to the field, and the game was called after the third inning. Wow. I went to the same school as the kid who broke his leg. He was on crutches for three months and would always flash me flares of hate. Worst birthday ever. Ouch. You didn't even break your leg, dude. Pretty good fucking birthday. Yeah, man. And fuck that dude. Yeah, He got got what he deserved. Hopefully, much like Chase Utley will die in a car accident soon after his baseball career is over. Did he
2: must have just hit the bag square with his foot instead of like
1: letting the foot go over the bag. Yeah, or he said right into his leg. I mean, he maybe it's like, uh, remember that UFC fighter who kicked that dude in the shin and yeah, his leg broke, broke? Yeah. I mean, look, if you're a complete puss. <laughs> you're a complete don't, puss. Don't dirty slide yeah. into people. <laughs> I'll give Chase Utley some credit. He knows his bones aren't brittle, Yeah, so he goes taking out fucking catchers and middle infielders <laughs> every chance he gets. He's a goddamn garbage person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going back into the DMs for one last loose one. This one's just flying by. Here we go, my boy Brent DeHuff at Brent DeHuff. Brent DeHuff. Last night the Dodgers lost in the 16th inning to a three-run walk-off bomb. The pitcher was Kike Hernandez, which we talked about position player and Kike in. Shout out to Kike. He trolled himself on all social media. It was great. He put up an Instagram with like an L over his face. Oh, that's funny. And uh, my question for you guys is, who is the best position player pitcher you guys have seen? And which position on the field do you think would generally be the best pitcher for these late game scenarios? I mean, I've only seen Pablo pitch once, but he carved. Yeah. You know,
2: I feel like there's... Ichiro? Ichiro? remember that him? did each you wrote yeah yeah oh he must have carved too i mean yeah. he's got a huge arm yeah um yeah i mean it's it's hard to remember there being i'm sure there's been i remember Mike dretti years ago yeah. pitched for the giants or like i mean, and it definitely happens more in the national league
1: yeah uh the what was i going to say there was um Fuck, a Mets guy did. But back in the day, like, now they put Kike, they put Riz on. Like, back in the day, Sandoval even, you didn't do that. No. Like, the guys who would pitch would be, like, utility guys. Right. Or guys who pitched in college. Yeah, guys who pitched in college. This idea that, like, guys now, like, you're relatively like, oh, I'm just going to go in and get mop-up duty. It's like... This is a new thing, which is amazing because they don't let pitchers pitch in the seventh, but now now they're letting like <laughs> MVP candidate first baseman throw in the fucking end heard? of the game. Like you fucking idiots. Well, I know like Brandon Belt has been just dying to pitch in one of these Cespedes, situations. Always and, throwing off oh, the mound. Really? and probably how he hurt
2: his heel, kill myself. Bochi will just refuses yeah. to let him do it. So I don't and know. I don't know
1: if Kate ever pitched in the bigs, but fucking I feel did. like he did. Yeah. He had to.
2: Because he, he was, was so dirty, dirty in college. So fucking dirty. Yeah.
1: Um all right. So let's wrap this up. We're gonna have to rush through it. We're already an hour and twenty four minutes, but just in honor of the pirates being back. Way to go, Buckos. Pirates, dude or not a dude. Pirates, dude or nah. Uh I think we've covered some of these guys. We covered Bonilla. He's getting paid a million dollars every Gotta be. year, so he's a dude. Yeah. Barry Bonds, I think we've I mean, yeah. listen, did you hear the stats we've talked about before? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Doug Drayback, dude or not a dude.
2: My gut is not a dude.
1: My gut's not a dude too. Yeah. The thick goatee. is... Did he have a thick remember, goatee? remember, like, yeah, remember every once in a while he'd go with like the thicker goatee. Like, it was I like, thought he had
2: kind of a handlebar mustache.
1: Yeah, but he had a thick goatee. He had like, sometimes he'd go with a he thick. He had a can, he had a caminiti goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On occasion, and uh, to me, that's not dudeish. Yeah, I mean, you got to be a badass. Like, the goatee only hurts your cause unless you're a fucking stud. Yeah. So I'm going Draybeck, not a dude. Yeah, I'm gonna but say again, not a dude. He I'll, didn't he didn't
2: have really that long of being dominant. And I think he I think he got traded to the Houston, um, which was supposed to be a big deal, like and he never really got it done. So I, I can't say Draybeck was a dude. Dave Parker. a uh, dude. Dude. <laughs> Your nickname's the Cobra. Yeah. You're a dude. Roberto Clemente? Has to be. Has dude. to be, right? I mean like if he's not a dude, the entire island of Puerto Rico will come and murder us both. Yeah. You know,
1: absolute dude. I mean they don't have power, so they're not listening to this. But yeah, <laughs> but absolute dude. No question. Yeah. He's the dude. He's the dude. Yeah, in Puerto Rico. He's the guy. Willie Stargell.
2: Um my guts, dude. He was kind of a papa bear for that team. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We are family. We are family. Uh Josh Harrison. To me, this guy is the dude on that that squad. I love
2: Josh Harrison, and I have no reason to think he's not a dude. I agree, dude. Jason Kendall, (laughs) Jason Kendall, Jason Kendall, for a guy who's not that big, not that strong, you know, he was an all-star catcher, starting all-star catcher for the National League for a few years before Yachty came around. I feel like. My, but o- I don't feel like he was really that dominant. I think he hit 300
1: one year. My only argument against him, I mean, being a dude, is you're a catcher. You're in the big. Like, why? is it, Like, if AJ Prezinski can play for fucking 15 seasons, where like I don't know how long Jason Kendall played, but I feel like it was a very short window. I feel. I of know like he played great, for the A's then, for a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um. I think. I think what happened with Jason Kendall was. He wasn't that great a catcher, and when he started not to hit, right, it just it was like, well, you don't hit enough to mo- us to move you to another position. So, uh, yeah, short shelf uh, life. But ninety six to two
1: thousand ten, so he did play fourteen years. Fourteen years, okay. Torrance High School. Hey, Torrance. South Torrance, North Torrance, do we know? 288, 2195 hits. So, Jesus. His more hits than hey, Chase you know, Maybe I'm have. wrong. Maybe, he is a great hitter. He had 2,000 hits in the big league. 75 home runs, 1,744 yeah. runs, bad end. Three time All Star, 96, 98, 2000. Yeah. Pretty to me, odd-y. here's what I'm going to say I'm going to say not a dude. And I feel like that's unfair. I, he's a son of a big league catcher. He's good. You know, he's a, But I feel like if he were a dude, like Jason Kendall could have been a Hall of Famer, mm, right? Right. It's it's weird that we're
2: giving Josh Harrison, dude, and not Jason Kendall, dude. Um.
1: Hey, I think there's kind of lower hey, Pirates ex- fans, tell me why Jason Kendall's a dude. Yeah, I'm going not a dude. Simply, my not- gut says not a dude. I just think he's like he's from a baseball family. He's got all the skills. He's got all the makings. And like, great. Like, is it? Does that mean that? You're automatically gonna grow up and be a big league all star? Absolutely not. The guy can play baseball. This isn't about your ability to play baseball. This is about your dudeness. Yeah. I think we would have known the answer. Yeah. If Kendall was a dude. Yeah. Like we know Mike (laughs) LaVallier.
2: Spanky LaVallier. I mean, if you're five foot six and you're 300 pounds and you're a catcher for a division winning team, you're a dude. I
1: mean, like, I don't know. To me, fucking Spanky goes, If I'm Jason Kendall, I'm in the Hall of Fame right? (laughs) because I'm a dude. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guarantee, like, I don't know. Bucko fans, who do you have more love in your
1: heart for? Spanky LaVallier or Jason Kendall? Yeah. Uh, We did McCutcheon when we did all the all Andes. Yeah. So, check the book of Deuteronomy for that. Right. Uh, Jose Lind leaned. Jose leaned. Jose leaned. Now, I know he made a big error in, in the NLCS,
2: but just jumping over Joe Garagiola is kind of yeah. a dude
1: move. He was pretty dude-ish for a minute there. Yeah. Like It was like. Yeah. He it, was kind of a JV Ozzie Smith for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's almost like he might have only been a dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> you
2: know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> right. And I don't think he did anything terrible.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean, he didn't light anybody on fire or chop their heads off with machetes
1: like Uguith Labrina. Right. Right? He didn't hit his wife or anything I'm like that. I'm going leaned, dude. I'd say dude. Uh, Bob Walk. Bob Walk don't run. <laughs> I, you know, if we're not giving Drebuck dudeness. No. You know, I think
2: Bob man. Walk felt he was a dude. Yeah. You know, I've seen some interviews with him where he's talking about Barry Bonds, like, you know, like buried, you know. Why don't you hit in the playoffs? Kind of right. shit. Yeah. Um. But
1: yeah, I don't. Nah. 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 Bob Walk. My gut is no. And then the final one, Mr. Ralph Kiner. I mean, he has to be. Has to be, dude. Right? Yeah, he's their hall of famer. Also, he was doing uh, Mets broadcast Broadcasts, after right. having a stroke. So yeah, pre- dude. Per per move. He's like, oh, <"I'm> dude. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Kiner. Stroke jokes. <laughs> Laz uh,
2: What do you got In the lab Making that gaze movie baby um, Yeah I don't have any uh, uh, Stand up dates this week But I've just been in the lab Doing the, doing the gays yeah, stuff Yeah you were supposed to do the show last night with
1: us you Yeah you know what happened?
2: happened I took one of those CBD like sleeping pills Yeah I was fucked up the entire day Like I couldn't move So I told Andy I'll come
1: next week <laughs> Great Yes uh, follow Laz on Twitter at Andy Lazarus, uh, at Andy Lazarus on Instagram at Venice Gaze. Yep. Se- seasons over. <laughs> seasons over. But uh, and I'm lo- I-, I don't know where these hats are. These hats have got to be here at
2: any minute. So, um, guys, sliders who have requested hats, don't worry.
1: I've not forgotten you. I've got everybody on a list. You guys will get your hats. I swear. And uh, follow me at Joe Pranop on Instagram at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Uh, we are at Dirty Slides on Twitter. Yeah, buddy. Um, so follow us there. Follow all things Dirty Sports at the Dirty Sports on everything. Subscribe, rate, review to our show, Dirty Sports, uh, everything on the DSPN network. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, pause this podcast right now. And if you haven't reviewed Dirty Slides, please do it. Like what we give you a podcast, we ask you to review it. That's it's That's not it. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's not that I've hard. I've seen the numbers. I know. 10% of the people who listen to this show review it. Oh, really? If that. You know what I mean? So 90% of you are not dudes is basically what I'm saying. Become a dude and re- be subscribe, a dude. rate, and review. Get a dude shirt. Yeah. Available at DirtySports.com in the shop. Laz, that's our show. Thank you for being here. Good luck uh, in the off season. Hope you guys pick up a uh, Big Free Agent. Uh, yeah, we're hoping to pick up Kevin Mitchell. <laughs> I got to get him on the phone. And don't forget, fuck Chase Utley. Fuck him!